Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard, along with a rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday Eve. Well, it's not every day I awaken to the daily issue of the Wall Street Journal, the digital version delivered to my email to find right there in living color on the front page the headline story about the city of Jackson water crisis complete with a photo of workers that you can tell are distributing bottled water. That made the front page of the Wall Street Journal for all to see. Unbelievable. And so this is a story that, of course, is receiving lots of national attention. Oh, gosh. And, of course, you got to have the obligatory leftist journalist opinions, which, uh, of course, you know where I'm going here. It's racism. Attach it to racism, right? Oh, yeah. You knew that was coming. When all else fails, just blame racism. Mm. Couldn't possibly be incompetence or corruption. Nope, it's racism. Right. But, and that's the way we roll these days, though. I mean, we've talked about it. We got pretty fired up about it yesterday with our friend Russ Latino from Empower Mississippi in the studio. But You'll have to ask Rebecca about me getting fired up right before Good Things yesterday about the picture the governor tweeted out about the rental pump. And your opinion, your thoughts? Uh, is that really all it took to, to get some semblance of water pressure back for the residents of Jackson was for somebody with half a brain cell to pick up a phone and say, hey, we need to rent a pump. Can you bring it to us and install it, please? I, I had the exact same reaction, I'll have to tell you. And a photo of it, like, well, that looks pretty small, pretty simple. I mean, I'm no hydrology expert, but, oh, look, we got the pressure back because we stuck a temporary pump in well, see, there. The, the pump went out, so let's get a replacement pump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I laugh because it's nutty uh, that we're even in this situation, right? But national news. I've had calls from friends out of state 
hey, you guys got water? I mean, they don't know, honestly. You know, and I think that we should clarify that the the MSA, the Metropolitan Statistical Area, is not totally without water. It's just the city of Jackson. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I've heard no interruptions in the neighboring counties, the adjacent counties of of uh, Rankin and Madison. In fact, the mayor of my city, Gene McGee, actually issued an official statement, published it, and it was really just to inform that the water and sewer system for the city of Ridgeland is completely separate, and the water supply is separate, and we've seen no interruption of that. I also heard from friends Maybe you have too, Rhino, that because of the shutdowns in the restaurants, the eating establishments within the city, that those in the neighboring areas that are not connected to the Jackson water supply are thriving, like can't get in. Heard that this morning from some friends. And of course, there's a run on the bottled water. Oh, yeah. That's going on. You know about that. The governor. It's been going on since few weeks, huh? Saturday was about the earliest where you had the run on it. Okay. Before that, last week, when I was able to get a, a flat that I've then used up, and then Scary Gary was kind enough to find one for me. Yeah. It was limited supplies, but there was still some there. Like, you you have the grocery stores where they got the big high shelves where they have the big bottles, and then below that they just have pallets. Yeah. Well, you had room for two or three pallets and you might have one or if it was a really busy one you might have half a pallet now you're doing good to find a flat of bottled water unbelievable you know when you have a, a city such as jackson which has just a a plethora of challenges you've got crime problems everybody is familiar with the pothole problems lord knows we had a JA student, right? Lost their life a few years ago as a result of that. I, I shared that I saw a. I believe that was actually a manhole cover left a off. A manhole yeah. cover, my bad. But still public, it's still works, public infrastructure. You're, you're right. Wasn't a result of a, of a pothole, but that's right. A manhole cover there. But I mean, there have been birthday parties for potholes. Uh, yeah, right. Seen that too. You can even send them a bill, I heard. Right, if you have damage to, have you heard about that? If you have damage to your vehicle as a result, I've heard about of the, it, but I've also it. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. But then this week you saw the story about a school bus, a big yellow dog school bus, right, bottomed out. Anyhow, so you got you know that those are problems, but you have economic challenges. You've had a flight of businesses from the city. You're losing your economic base, the primary source of revenue to a municipality is sales taxes. Well, if you don't have any retail activity, sales, to sell stuff, restaurants, are obviously they're not filling up because you can't get any water. Well, that's the other facet of the water problem that nobody really seems to want to talk about. In pretty much every municipality that runs their own water supply, it's a moneymaker. Right. It may not be a ridiculous amount of money, but it's turning a profit for the city to then be used on it and everything else, right. if possible. 
but because of Jackson's progressive policies of, well, you can't leave anybody out in the cold, you can't cut off anybody's water, even if they haven't paid in years. Well, when that word gets out, half the city just stopped paying their water bill, if they even got one. Right. So what's usually a moneymaker for a city has been losing millions a month but nobody wants to do anything because it'll hurt somebody's feelings if you cut off their water if they haven't paid in three years. That's uh, what I've heard. I've heard that a lot of the meters are not even working, functioning properly, right, to determine the bills. You heard that as well? And if you're kind-hearted enough, I guess, to call in and say, hey, I hadn't got a bill, then you just wind up with some ridiculous number that seems like it was made up off the top of whoever's head. Yep. So And then you call it and say, well, I, I can't pay $3,000 for a water bill. And you wind up haggling it down to however much you can pay. So there are clearly issues with the, the billing system. And uh, that's been around. And then there obviously there are issues with enforcement. They don't cut you off. That's what I've heard, right? If you don't pay your bill, I've, I've heard people, again, anecdotally report, yeah, I finally got a bill after not getting one. It was 3000 bucks. I mean, you heard crazy stuff like that? Oh, yeah. So I'm not dreaming this up. No. Right? Yeah. So, um, you I know, know somebody I, that lives relatively close to, to kind of where it floods, but thankfully their house is on a hill and it doesn't usually get any water unless it's like 70s, 80s kind of flood kind of water. They didn't get a water bill for over four years. Okay. So, And then when they finally got one, it was some crazy number that they couldn't possibly pay. And they called and said, hey, I can't pay this. And they wound up paying like 200 bucks to get square with them when they owed them thousands. So that's consistent with what I've heard as well. And I'm sure that there are people out there listening that could also report similar circumstances. So, But you're right, because it is designed to be somewhat of a, a, a net cash flow positive generator, let's put it that way. And that's not happening if you can't bill and collect, and and you you won't enforce the just the simple concept that you don't pay, we can't keep providing service. No doubt that's been going on. I think I may have shared that my company years ago, I don't know, ten or so, tried to help with that. The whole billing system. It's it, this is an IT function. They also desperately need. A contact center system. You, I'm sure, Rhino, have heard reports. People call, you can't get an answer, right? All kinds of problems just communicating, which means you need a a, um, a, a fairly sophisticated, advanced contact center system. And we went in with proposals to do all that. And I even was able to get uh, the main software vendor involved, a very large California-based company, uh, that makes utility bill, billing systems to offer 10-year interest-free financing. I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And you know why? Because the procurement practices, as we talked about yesterday, are broken, and they're really just kind of a, a soft form of reparations. They're really not designed to, to procure the products and services necessary to, to operate the city. We'll step aside for a break here on Middays. John McKay, president of Mississippi Manufacturers Association at 11.05. Stay with us.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 71. Your finally Friday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Saturday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Come to our Deer Hunter Appreciation Sale September 8th through the 10th for all the great deals. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. It's back. That's right. School is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. School is back. And so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. Get super low 2.9% financing for 72 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And come see the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a trade? Bring it in and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. School is in session. So come get your deal now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With approved credit, like model. See dealer for details. You hear those notifications? That's small businesses in America taking off on TikTok. Businesses like Porgy's Hot Dogs. I have another good one for y'all today, our peanut butter and jelly dog. Their homemade hot dog videos pull in diners from across the country. And there's Matt Fixit, your local handyman just building a business. Holy frickin' drywall repair. We've got a bathtub above this kitchen. Over a million people saw that video, and new customers are still flying in. American Small Business booms on TikTok. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do
everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live in the Element Well Studios. Once again, John McKay, President and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association, will call in at 11.05, give us an update on the manufacturing sector in the state of Mississippi, and uh, talk about what the job market looks like out there with respect to his manufacturing members. And then at 12.05, Senator David Blunt will join us. Senator Blunt represents District 29. That includes uh, parts of the city of Jackson. I, I believe, Rhino, his district does touch South Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to come on to talk about the water crisis and some meetings that he's been a part of with local leaders, what he's hearing out there, and just give us his take on the whole situation. So once again, though, it just feels like it doesn't feel like I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say it. It's a, it is a strong opinion that as long as we continue to assign racism as the blame for every societal issue, every disparity, every imbalance, we'll never solve any problems because. You will attempt to solve them through some sort of action that tries to balance unnaturally the the gap and, 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 and say that it's totally based on race. So there's an article in CNN. CNN. Ralph Eubanks, the author. He penned it. He wrote, A Place Like Mississippi, A Journey Through a Real and Imagined Literary Landscape. He also wrote, Ever is a Long Time in the House at the End of the Road. He is visiting professor of English and Southern Studies at Ole Miss. Wow. And he writes a fairly strong article and and basically, the underlying summary message is the, the city of Jackson's plight is a direct result of systemic racism. I just say again, I don't know how in the world we will ever tackle these problems, these societal problems, these financial and economic problems, as long as we just keep attaching racism to them. That's the problem. Because the actions that are taken by both private and public sector entities really have no impact. I mean, sticking your pronouns, for example, in your email and conducting all these workshops and adopting all these policies and if you look at the private sector, some things we've shared, American Express, remember that one a year ago, where they were bonusing managers for promoting minorities, specifically black people, and hiring them? Forget about who's most qualified. Forget about who's most deserving. Forget about who's earned a promotion or a, or a bonus. Your bonus manager is based on how much of your decisions positively affect in a preferential way a certain race over another. Now, I'm not picking on exclusively American Express. It's pervasive in corporate America. Home Depot? Oh my gosh. Stuff that they 
have uh, required their employees to be trained on? Incredible. Check your privilege and all that crap. Uh, the point is, is that fixing anything? I don't see it. I don't see it fixing anything. That doesn't address... If there are disparities, fair enough. What's the fundamental root cause problem? You can't just... You can't just write everything off to, well, that's just systemic institutional racism. By the way, which is the essence of critical race theory. That's the essence of critical race theory. That the country was founded, was built on systemic racism. That the institutions in the country are systemically racist. The economic institutions, the law enforcement, the justice framework is all systemically racist. That's that's the essence of critical race theory, and that it is a social construct rather than one that is a function of individual biases. That's, that is critical race theory in a nutshell. And it all stems from critical theory, which is based on a Marxist ideology that uh, tries to assert the same, hold the same with respect to economic disparity. So, here we go, an article published in CNN by this professor, and, uh, you know, he, he describes the situation, which I think is a fairly accurate description of the situation, where folks are having to stand in line, citizens, residents of Jackson, to get uh, access to water. And he goes on to recall the days in our state, which I view as is uh, re- regrettable and abominable, where we had separate drinking fountains. I know I've talked about it before, but you go down to UMC Medical Center, the old original hospital built in the 50s, and still preserved is the kind of original main hall, the corridor there, where there are uh, two pair of bathrooms. Because in those days, black folks and white folks didn't go to the same bathroom. And those have been preserved as a historical reminder, if you will. But to bring that up now and to try to attach that as the reason why the city of Jackson is suffering these water problems? I, I No, not on board with that. That dog don't hunt. No. And... Well, I take that back. That dog does hunt, but only if you have a very... If you already have a prejudice against the state of Mississippi, or if you already believe that all white people are racist, all cops are racist, all this, that, and the other that you've been spoon-fed by the idiots on the left. Right. Then the dog hunts because it plays into your preconceived notions. Yeah, I I agree. And, and of course, you would know he pulls up uh, messages and statements made by former Mississippi politicians, I mean, a long time ago, who were racist. There's no doubt about it. I mean, certainly you would have to conclude that based on things they said. And so I think what's missing here, and I know we've discussed this a lot on the program, none of us, I, it's, it's certainly not within my circles and not on this program, here on the right, we do not deny the sins, nor do we attempt to justify 
the sins of the past. It was said that Senator James Vardaman, okay, at one time referred to Mississippi's black citizens as lazy, lying, lustless animals, which no amount of training can transform into a tolerable citizen. So this guy includes this in the article today. Now, what Vardaman says, reprehensible, inexcusable, should be condemned. I just don't see that today. And I, we keep going through this same discussion, and it, I, I guess we have to because every time a crisis, a problem, something that this magnitude crops up, that's just the, uh, the immediate conclusion, the, the immediate denominator is racism. And unfortunately, that works. But it doesn't fix anything. So the reaction is, let's move the all-star game, right? Oh, yeah, that fixed a lot of problems. Let's make all our employees go through diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Let's what was the name of the politician they quoted again? Vardaman. James K. Vardaman? Yep. Democrat governor of Mississippi that died in 1930? I know. I know. Exactly. Yeah. 1930. Died in 1930. Yeah. Yeah. Was born the first year of the Civil War, I believe. Unbelievable. So, again, I, I appreciate this professor taking the time to write this article, but I, and just scrolling through it, I don't see anything that says this is how we're going to fix it, right? You made the point. Oh, just go stick a pump out there. I mean, it's not that hard. How many people get paid lots of your tax dollars to sit behind a cushy desk with AC and have water, and they didn't know that you could literally pick up the phone and call and get a rental pump. I, I'm blown away by that. I don't. I don't get it. Honestly. Heads need to roll I, all I, the way to the top. I don't get it. I really don't. So, anyhow, it's just incredible how he cites Vardaman, who died in 1930. <laughs> And goes on to just attach racism and state that racism is the fundamental problem here. I don't agree with it. We'll take a step We're come, uh, away. We're coming. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Lace up your tennis shoes and join us in Greenwood on September 17th for one of Mississippi's oldest road races. The 42nd annual 300 Oaks Road Race has something for everyone in the family. A 10K run, 5K run, 5K walk, and a one-mile color run for the kids. Team discounts available for the 5K walk. Get your friends, co-workers, and family together now and join us with a run under the Oaks on Saturday, September 17th in Greenwood. Visit www.300oaks.com to register. I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones Financial Advisor. 
We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Super Talk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Officials are hoping to restore water pressure to Jackson within a week and lift the boil water notice in a few weeks. A city water system partially failed earlier this week after flooding exacerbated longstanding problems in one of the two water treatment plants. Jerry Mitchell with the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting shared some startling news with us this morning. You know, we came really close to this entire system collapsing on Monday. And if it had collapsed, it might have taken two years to get it back. A lack of staff at Jackson's water treatment plants has also contributed to the problem, but there's more. You get a big rain, you've got these leaks in the pipe, so the water goes into the sewage pipes, right? Mm -hmm. And then the sewage pipes back up, so then all that sewage then backs into the, uh, you know, into the creeks and things like that. Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Briggs & Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674 to discuss a standby generator for your home. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Bring it on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone middays a little sticks fooling yourself popping us into this segment thank you for that rhino dennis de young on the piano or the organ excuse me the keyboards there good music uh all right so on the ceasefire text line uh let's see here johnny and west point says if you have a hammer everything looks like a nail yeah i i hear you it's it's getting kind of long in the tooth, though, I think is probably the best way to say it. Uh, I just get, I'm weary of it. You're not, you're not fixing anything. You don't, you don't even care. So, something else that uh, just occurs to me. When you think about elected officials at various levels, let's take a member of the legislature. Members of the legislature that serve in the House and the Senate, they don't have any direct management responsibility for an organization, an agency, an entity. They're lawmakers. It's what they do. But they're not responsible from an administrative perspective of uh, running, managing an organization that provides public services. The governor does Somewhat in the state of Mississippi. Some agencies do report, but in general, not involved on a daily basis in the management of those organizations. And you could just extend that out even further up the food chain of politics, of political elected officials. But municipalities are different in this way. A mayor, or in some cases, a city manager, right? And there's different forms of local government, municipal government. In the city of Jackson, it's a mayor-city council form. I remember when I was younger, it was a mayor-commissioner. I want to say you had two commissioners, maybe? Mayor and two commissioners. But now we have city council persons who represent various wards, areas, districts, if you will, drawn uh, within the city that chops the city up, then you have a mayor, all of which, all of whom are elected. But the difference is, serving as the mayor of a municipality, it is a ministerial job. It's a management job. It's an operational function. It's not really a lawmaking function. It's 
tacitly a policymaking function. It's a management job. You're managing police. You're managing the city services. Police, fire, transportation, roads, water, provided that the water system is a publicly operated one. Some in some cities, they're private. Same in some cities, there are uh, publicly operated uh, other utilities, electricity, gas. Memphis is one. Memphis like gas and water. I know I've talked about that. It's the largest three-service public sector utility operator in the country. Memphis like gas and water, MLGW. In Jackson, just water. Electricity is not an asset, a service that is operated by the city, as an example, nor is gas. But the point I'm trying to make is your job is to manage the fire department, the police department, the public works department. Right? The recreation department, that's typical as well. It's a management job. It's not one, honestly, where whomever is the mayor or the manager spends a lot of time uh, with public fiery rhetorical speeches. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're really not, it's not part of the job. Or it's not supposed to be. Not supposed to be. Now, they're political animals to some extent, but the point I'm trying to make, they need to be way more of a manager than they do a politician. Because the job is mostly managing. It's what it is. And so I remember this particular mayor, Chukwe Labumba, when he took office, remember he announced, we're going to, what do you say, the radical city, we're going to radical something. I'm paraphrasing going to make it the most radical city in the country. Okay. Well, what the heck does that mean, first of all? Secondly, your no, your job is to run the fire department, the police department, because the heads of those departments serve at your pleasure. The same with the public works. That's what your job is. It's an administrative job. It's a management job. But if your personal goal is to be a firebrand politician... That ain't the right job. Now, you may think of that as a stepping stone to something bigger where you can go be a firebrand politician all you want. Watching these Senate races is in the country, U.S. Senate races is an example. Watching that situation in Pennsylvania with, um, what do they call him? Looks like uh, Uncle Fester <laughs> on the Adams family. Got him and Mehmet Oz. What a clown show that deal is. But that's just a bunch of get on the podium and get, oh, yeah, yeah, get everybody fired up with a bunch of rhetoric. But being a mayor of a city or a city manager, that's a, that's a different endeavor. That's a different job description. And it, and it needs someone uh, who can manage people, organizations, assets, finances, and not someone who's more concerned about, let me get to the podium so I can, you know, make some firebrand speech and everybody claps for me, pat myself on the back kind of deal. That, that just doesn't work. And you know what? People want, they want safety. They want streets they can travel on. They want clean, drinkable, usable, suitable for human water. Reliably, 
That's what they want. It's pretty simple. But if what you want is to try to get yourself exposure from a political perspective because you've got higher political aspirations, you're probably going to let some of those things just kind of fester and not address them. So well, yeah, people, voters can't see new pipes. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't mean anything, does it? And they expect it anyhow. See, that's part of the problem, is the stuff that you're supposed to be providing is expected. You don't get pats on the back. Oh, what a great, you know, mayor they is. The water works. I mean, well, duh. I thought we figured that out about 150 years ago. And that's another point. Longer than that, but it was lost. Right. I mean, Romans had running water. Okay. So we... Even they've understood that structure, right? The framework we're talking about. But here's something else to think about. When you got a city such as Jackson, which so desperately needs to boost its economy and to lift so many people that live there out of poverty and to improve their their living and their work, their living conditions, their work opportunities, their household incomes, well, that's, that's something you look at in the present and in the future that you focus on. These are projects to be addressed now and also in the future to, to boost future opportunity. But my gosh, when you're consumed with solving a problem that we like figured out when the Romans were running things, you're going backwards. You ain't got no time to figure out the other stuff. You, I mean, you see where I'm going there. The logic there is like, well, duh, we got to go fix this problem. Well, how the hell can I work on something that actually moves us forward? We got to go backwards a few hundred years and solve a problem that should have already been solved before we can even think about going forward. You, you need revenue. To properly operate a city, and the and the main source of that is sales taxes, and that comes from retail sales, and you can't do that if you don't have water. What a catch twenty two it is. But I think you first gotta acknowledge, well, yeah, my job here is to make all this stuff work. Wyatt Emrick, who is the publisher of uh, a local paper here called the Northside Sun. Wow, he wrote an incredibly scathing article. Rhino, don't know if you've seen it, in which he, in the article, says the only thing left to do is for the mayor to resign. He's calling for the mayor to resign. And uh, I'll share you a couple of statements, excerpts from it, after the break here. we got another segment in this first hour on Middays. Don't forget John McKay's coming up. He's the president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. That's after the break at the top of the hour at 11.05. And then at 12.05, Senator David Blunt, he'll call in and share his thoughts on the city of Jackson's water situation. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Window Tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. 
This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Guys, if you've found the keeper in your life, whether you've just started dating or you've been married for decades, we've built an entire store just for you. Juniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I'm John Ravenstein. I'm Rachel. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. With 10 times the diamonds, engagement rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best price in the state. We have the perfect diamond to express the will of your heart. No other jeweler in the state has more fine diamonds of every size, shape, and price range than Junikers. So whether you're looking for your first engagement ring or that second diamond you've always wanted to give her but now can afford, if you found the love of your life, come to Juniker Jewelry Company. Because she's a keeper. Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange and Summer Cotton was down 370 to 109.50. March Cotton was down 402 to 106.12. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 12 and a quarter to 14.10 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down 12 cents to 14.15 and three quarters per bushel. December corn was down three quarters to 6.69 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down a penny to 6.75 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 42 to 143 even. December live cattle was up 32 to 148.80. October feeders up 55 to 184.02. November feeders up 57 to 185.10. At the open, the Dow Jones down 193 points, 31,317. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, 
on Super Talk Mississippi. Sam and Dave bumping us into this segment here on Middays. Once again, we are in the Element Well Studios and the old kangaroo is killing me. We're in the red again for the fourth day in a row. The Dow down 160, off session lows of about 250. The S&P broken through the 4,000 mark down to 3,900. I still feel like we got to get to 3,750, 3,800 to get to the bottom. And the reaction here is because Fed uh, governors, Fed presidents, a couple of them have said they see interest rates remaining high, Fed funds rate, through 2023. I think the market got ahead of itself over its skis, and we saw a little run there a couple of weeks ago, and that was because they felt like, yeah, I think this interest rate thing is going to be over by the end of the year, but been some buzz out of some of these presidents, it's a couple of them in particular, that have said, yeah, we see us staying at this level, actually getting to about 5 to 5.5% on the Fed funds rate, 4 by the end of the year is what they're predicting. We're at 25 now, so a couple of 75 basis point hikes will get us to 4, and then perhaps into 5 uh, sometime next year, stay that way through 23 before we see any pivot where they start to cut rates. So that's got the market all spooked. And lots of a buzz from the corporate world about shedding some jobs. Seeing some of that going on. And that's uh, got investors concerned. Of course, the price of oil. Good news there is you should start to see some further decline at the pumps because the price of oil is down. Think uh, 87, 88 bucks last I saw. Uh, yep, 87.20 today, down 235. Just saw it flash up on the screen. So you got that going on, and that is in it's, it's uh, again now. You know this will happen, Rhino. Joe Joe Biden and Karine Jean Pierre will be. Look at what the president did to bring oil prices down. He didn't do diddly squat. His little million dollar. Petty cash payment. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Honestly. And in the next breath, they'll lie about what guns can do. And in the next breath, they'll say half the country's racist, fascist, and evil. Yeah, that that's got me so uh, just livid. The way he is addressing half the country, Mister Uniter. So inappropriate for a president, in my view, to lash out and condemn. And with such strong terms, Nazis, not, they kill people, right, for fun, basically. It's sport. That's what he says, half the country are? Because it's pretty easy to connect fascist to Nazi, Nazism, is it not? I'd say it's pretty, I mean, they're, they're somewhat different in, uh, in terms of philosophy, but, but yes, the 
Axis powers of World War II were Nazis and fascists. That's right. Italy. And imperialist Japan. Uh, yeah. But. Italy was the fascist. Germany was the Nazis. Yeah. Mussolini. Yeah. Yeah. But there, they, they stem from the same philosophy, right? It's government over people. Yeah, authoritarian control. Yeah. So, Gene and Mendenhall says, nothing in Jackson ever works. The convention center, the zoo, the malls, the airport, the Fair Street project. Yeah, and again, it's a management issue. But I was going to tell you about Wyatt. And so the, the title of the, of the Wyatt's well-known figure here, by the way, in central Mississippi with the Northside Sun. I run into him quite a bit at various events. He's a good guy. Now, Wyatt, I wouldn't exactly call a dyed-in-the-wool conservative. Um, I'd say he's kind of more moderate. Now, I don't know how he would describe himself. I'd say he's more middle. But anyhow, the title of the article, Mayor Lumumba Needs to Resign. That's the title of the article. So he said, it's not like this came out of nowhere. We've known about this for quite a long time. You know, back in March, the EPA issued a scathing report that uh, listed a number of problems, in, including chronic understaffing of the entire public works water system. And he says, uh, and I'm going to quote you from the article, Mayor Chokwe Lumumba should do the honorable thing and resign his office immediately. He needs to get out of the way and let more competent people fix this mess. He said he's been in office for five years. All this stuff's gone downhill from then. He also said that uh, he could have hired a good city manager. All he had to do was contract with a big-time headhunting firm and say, go get me the best, most experienced city manager in the U.S. I'll pay him whatever it costs. In fact, Wyatt actually spoke about this in an editorial in 2017. I agree. That's what he should have done. So that's the manager part. This guy's trying to be the manager. and he's that just, doesn't make the mayor's buddies any money. You're right about that. That's where uh, we'll talk about that later, the the procurement process is how all that money's laundered. John McKay, president and CEO of Mississippi Manufacturers, up next. Stay with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. Attorneys for the Justice Department and former President Trump make arguments today for and against the appointment of a neutral special master to go through material seized from his home in Florida. The former president says it's necessary to have a neutral party make sure the DOJ was above bar on every aspect of the investigation. The Department of Justice says the former president lacks standing because those records do not belong to him. The Presidential Records Act makes clear that the United States has complete ownership, possession, and control of them. Is David Spunt. United Nations nuclear inspectors are at a plant in Ukraine now under Russian military control. There's been shelling and an emergency shutdown. We consider that we uh, have the minimum conditions to move, uh, accepting that the risks are uh, very, very high. Rafael Grossi is head of the UN's International Atomic Energy Agency. Russian troop captured that nuclear plant in March. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
I'm Laurie McGraw with Guide Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Guide Go 601-879-3969. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. People have been waiting in long lines in Jackson, hoping to get water to drink, bathe, cook, and flush toilets. The city's water system partially failed early this week after flooding exacerbated long-standing problems in one of two water treatment plants. I think that this city uh, and this community is, is strong enough to overcome it. It's very frustrating for us as a citizen. Local, state, and federal agencies are working together on a fix now that a state of emergency has been declared. Governor Tate Reeves says many of the city's above-ground tanks, which are supposed to stay full, have lost their supply due to problems at OB Curtis. When we were alerted to that, we began to operationalize the plans you're seeing in action today. Jackson's residents have been boiling their water for the past month. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Like me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With ABLE, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but now I am ABLE. Visit MississippiABLE.com to get started. A lot of former college students across Mississippi will benefit from President Biden's student loan debt relief plan. But Russ Latino with Empower Mississippi doesn't think the plan addresses what caused student loan debt to climb to $1.8 trillion. And I believe what has made college education so expensive is free money unchecked from any potential marketability gains that come along with taking out that loan to get the education. It allows colleges to uh, to spend an awful lot of money on climbing walls and lazy rivers and all sorts of nice amenities to attract students in, and the student almost becomes a mark. It's like, we know that you can get money, so how do we make this super attractive? And by making it super attractive, we're going to make it super expensive. Some Americans argue that taxpayers shouldn't be responsible for loans they didn't sign up for. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. 
When you've got everything on the line, you need a team behind you that's dedicated to getting the job done. That's why I love Farm Bureau. Their great rates are supported by a wonderful customer service team that stands by me through thick and thin. It's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super top mississippi thank you so much for joining us on this friday eve yeah man hopefully we can make it through another day by the way we do have a little water pressure in the building the tiniest bit yeah yeah but pretty much folks were said uh, we're told not to come in except for you and me yeah it's only essential personnel because the air conditioning needs the coolers and if you get too many people in and they start using the restroom or turning on the ac then it Overloads it. Yeah. Good news is, got a really close parking spot this morning, as a result. <laughs> Joining us now, John McKay, president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. Morning, John. Thanks for coming on. Morning, Gerard. Thanks for having me back. Yes, sir. So we wanted to uh, get you on to give us uh, a rundown. I know we spoke about a month ago uh, down at the Ace Bolts Grew grand opening there uh, down in uh, Florence. So What's happening in the manufacturing sector? I'm, you know, I'm paying attention to the macro economy and some things going on there. Starting to hear some buzz about potential uh, layoffs, uh, really across a, a, a broad spectrum of sectors. Haven't heard so much from manufacturing. Tell us what's happening in Mississippi. Yeah, no, that's that's great, and I'll I'll kind of start by looking at that macro perspective. Um, the the jolts report which you know is about um you know the the labor market in general but the uh number of folks hired and and laid off uh just in july we had uh job openings in manufacturing across the country wow um and of of those positions we had 444,000 that were actually hired into those positions Hmm. unfortunately we had 437,000 separations. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at a net of about 7,000 uh, folks into the sector. So that just that just points out that it's a robust labor market, but we still have a long way to go to fill those needed positions, and that boils down to training and uh, just having people willing to come to work. 
Yeah. So I wonder if, if uh, any of this is tracked, John. How, how many people apply but are, are just declined with respect to an offer because they don't qualify? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and to my knowledge, there's no real good source of that data. And okay. so I kind of rely on just conversations yeah. with my members and what I'm hearing out in the field. And just to kind of put a finer point on it, uh, was with a company the other day, and they had 10 folks come in that had made it through the screening process okay. and were in an orientation program. Okay. They had four return after lunch. Oh, my gosh. And so that, that gives you an idea of how far we have to go to find folks literally willing to, to work. I mean, most manufacturers have robust training programs, sure. even if you don't have the skills immediately. Sure. They're, they're ready to, to get you in and trained up and, and willing to make that investment. But, you know, the basics they need are folks willing to show up ready to work. Oh my and, and that's gosh. really hard to find right now. Well, that's a great point because, as you know, John, uh, working in the manufacturing sector, heck, any sector nowadays, nobody shows up with all the tools and all the skills to do any job virtually nowadays, which is a good thing because I think it demonstrates just how specialized and how sophisticated uh, as our economy become. Uh, but as a result, companies have responded and met the need and said, okay, we're going to have to figure out a way to get these folks ready to do the work. And so they've created all these programs. Uh, sometimes, as was the case uh, on my visit up to the community university, EMCC, a few weeks ago, it's a joint effort between the academic world and the private sector. But the bottom line is the private sector has responded. There's not a company out there that doesn't have a very structured, robust program to get people ready. And they're willing to make that investment, but you got to show up. That's right. And, and, and you make a great point is it's not just industry willing to make the investment, as you know, and, and the leadership that you have on your show and, and all those discussions. The state of Mississippi has put money into this effort. Yes. The federal government has put money into this effort. And so it really is, whether it's community colleges or our university partners, even K-12, uh, we're all really focused on this issue. Uh, it's obviously going to take time and, and the great work that Accelerate Mississippi is doing, uh, trying to get our uh, workforce development operation really focused and coordinated, which has been lacking in the past. Um, we're making strides, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those questions like where, where are the people willing to work? And, and you kind of touched on it. You know, no matter what job it is, uh, a job is work. And there's not an easy nine to five out there that just lets you kick your feet up. Uh, and in manufacturing, that's especially true. I mean, whether you're on the production line or in a supervisory role, I mean, you're working in a facility that is, you know, blowing and going most of the time 24-7. Sure. And, and it's work. And, and I, I get a sense, um, you know, a lot of the folks out there looking for employment are looking for work from home opportunities and, and some of these other things that they've become accustomed to and unfortunately that's just not the job market that's available right now. Yeah, and uh, you know I think something that hopefully will turn some of this around is, uh, I'm reading reports, uh, John, about big Wall Street firms are saying it's time to come back and I believe next week Labor Day is, is kind of the, the demarcation day. I think Goldman Sachs has said, you got to come back to the office. You know, Apple's having big-time conflict with their folks. Tim Cook says, we need you here at least three days. We really want you here all five. 
I think they're starting to figure out, even though they report all these level productivity figures and all that kind of stuff, I don't know that I'm buying all that. Honestly, there's all kinds of ways to measure that stuff, as you know, and make it look like anything you want. But there's just something about interacting with your colleagues and your peers face-to-face. No substitute for that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and you know, that that organizational culture and that team building, teamwork aspect of, of going into the office and that sort of thing, you know, obviously there are opportunities in the IT space or yeah. back office type accounting and those type things where you can really work on a hybrid model. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's, it's definitely uh, the case that that things are moving back to the way they were, and I just think everybody has to adjust to that. Yeah. Um, and you know that that doesn't even account for all the market issues that our sector has been challenged with, with supply chains, and and, and you mentioned the the sort of layoff um, potential out there. And you're right, manufacturing has been spared. I mean, our orders are are very steady, and uh, everything's looking pretty good, other than the supply chain and labor issues. Um, but I think you referenced maybe some layoffs that you had read about. And um, I know in the auto space, you have some auto manufacturers looking to uh, scale back some of their traditional uh, manufacturing and back office support and moving toward the electrification and the EVs and that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, again, it's a, it's a real positive uh, landscape out there for industry, but there's just some challenges that we're going to have to work on. Yeah. You know, thinking about new economic development projects, John, uh, there was a time when uh, the way you won those was to offer the most uh, attractive financial incentives, usually in the form of some sort of tax concessions and abatements. That doesn't even come up in the discussion anymore, uh, the best I can tell, oh, in my involvement in Madison County. What, what's your experience? No, you're absolutely right. Where those incentives, um, they would have been your your top one or two discussion items. Uh, that that's way down the list now. It is almost exclusively about uh, availability of labor and the the labor shed around a potential site. It, it's all focused on how do you get your human capital there to make you successful. No doubt. Next on the list would be uh, basic uh, infrastructure assets, power transportation, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, a distant second on that, way, way top, I mean, uh, the, the box checking yes or no decision maker is, can we get the labor? Uh, with respect to any kind of tax abatements or concessions, uh, just way down the list. I mean, it doesn't matter if you can't get people to come to work to do the jobs. Well, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, as you know, we've been really active on the infrastructure front, whether it's the Emergency Road Bridge program. It's been very successful over the past few years, uh, putting money into uh, emergency road and bridge situations, especially at the local level where yeah. they don't have the resources. And, and you're seeing a very similar situation play out in the city of Jackson, where you have decades of neglect and mismanagement, and but it's such a critical piece of the infrastructure that we're, we're going to have to figure out a way collectively to address that situation. And, and we can obviously point fingers, whether it's a road, a bridge, a water system. Uh, residents and businesses absolutely require these to be not only in working condition, but really in top-notch condition. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And, uh, well, let's hope we get this situation solved, certainly in the city of Jackson. Uh, real quick, just got a couple of seconds. Do you have any members there that are suffering as a result of the water problems there? 
Yeah, so we've been in contact. We don't have any that are in a critical situation, but okay. obviously just taking care of uh, staff and everything, it's a challenge. Yeah, I understand. John, thanks for coming on. Always enjoy it. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Gerard. John McKay, President and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association, has been our guest on Middays. We'll step aside. We're coming right back. Don't forget, David Blunt, Senator who represents District 29, that includes parts of Jackson, will be on at 12.05. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 71. You're finally Friday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Saturday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 82. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Ace Bolt and Screw is proud to announce the grand opening of their third Central Mississippi location at 599 Highway 49 South in Richland. Three times the convenience, three times the selection, and three times the service. Visit Ace Bolt and Screw on Julianne Street just off Gallatin and Jackson, right on I-55 at the Gluckstead exit, and now Highway 49 South in Richland. They have millions of fasteners, a massive selection of tools for pros, and more. Now three locations strong. Mississippi family owned and operated for over 50 years. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta, we're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? what? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live in the Element Wealth Studios. Are you thinking about or planning for retirement? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. We thank you so much for joining us. The C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Appreciate the engagement as usual. By the way, with uh, the markets in a bit of a tizzy, the 10-year, which is the 10-year Treasury, that um, is the maturity that uh, of all the various T-bills, notes, and bonds that um, drives mortgage rates and, and, generally speaking, consumer financing rates, interest rates. At 5.99%, the mortgage rate, the third average 30-year across the country right now, 5.66, pardon me, 5.66. But you got to believe we're headed, as the 10-year continues to trend upward, you got to believe we're headed uh, to north of 6% 30-year mortgage rates. And so that is, it's already starting to have an impact. Mortgage applications, way down. Uh, new home construction and sales, down. Average price of homes, down. So, you know, that's always an industry, uh, just thinking back in the inflationary era of the 70s and 80s, early 80s, uh, before Paul Volcker, at that time Fed chairman, uh, boy, did he ever forcefully, as Jay Powell said last week, address the inflation problem by increasing the Fed funds rate, which drove mortgage rates up to the point where you about couldn't afford a house, period. It, it just put it to a standstill. Uh, but you got to believe you're going to see higher rates, and when you combine the north of 6% mortgage rate with the rather dramatic rise of the price of houses, that just pushes a lot of people out of the market. They just can't afford it. But I have no fear because at least one mortgage lender has a plan. That would be Bank of America. And so Bank of America announced yesterday zero down payment, zero closing cost mortgages for first-time home buyers. Oh, but there's a bit of a catch. Only in select communities, select neighborhoods, which are primarily populated by black or Hispanic residents. Now, you don't have to be, to clarify, you don't have to be black or Hispanic to qualify for these offers. But they are, they are only available to homes in those communities. So, there you go. That's what it's all about. By the way, there is uh, there's something else. Let me, let me get to it here. No minimum credit score. And... Guess what else? No PMI. No mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance, of course, is generally required by the lender if your down payment is less than 20% of the purchase price or you just have at least 20% equity in the property. But in general, you're going to pay 
some sort of premium, insurance premium, which protects the, the lender in the event of a default. But they're saying, I mean, this just looks to me like a disaster waiting to happen. No, no credit, minimum credit score, no PMI, no down payment, uh, lower cost rates. What happened the last time somebody tried to give money to people to buy houses with when they really couldn't afford it? It crashed the whole damn economy. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing other than that. No big deal. I see. I mean, now look, Bank of America, here, private company, do whatever they want. But let's just think about it for a second. From a practical perspective, if they announced such offers in neighborhoods that were predominantly white, all hell would break loose. That's the problem. That's the double standard that drives people crazy. I don't care if they do it. Right? That's but, why they cling so religiously to the idea of CRT and privilege, because it's the only reason any of that makes any sense. Agree. You're right. And they justify it on that, right? So I, I don't care what Bank of America does. I, I'm just pointing out the double standard in our society. If this company, this giant bank, were to make these offers to communities, again, with different demographics, hell, they'd be firebombing the place, wouldn't they? There's no doubt in the, in the entire Democrat nation would be going to the airwaves to discuss it, to denounce it. Threat to democracy is what we'd hear, along with a bunch of other silly quip refrains. And along those lines, don't forget, folks, praising it, Biden, he is going to Philly tonight to deliver a primetime speech. And guess what the subject matter is? You get three, the first two don't count. Extremist threat to our democracy. It's the MAGA Republicans. I kid you not. We got the president going in front of the nation to talk about the threat to democracy. I, what, this is a guy who, by the way, did we play the tape of that the other day? Or, or I, I, maybe I don't remember. That wasn't sure if we the people... <laughs> was associated with the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, and I kid you not. This is only the president. Just the president. You know, the main most guy of the, of the whole country, to the face of the world, who didn't know in a speech. He conflated it. I kid you not. <laughs> Rhino's laughing. It's, we hold these truths. You, you, <laughs> you know, know the thing. thing. <laughs> so it's no surprise that he doesn't know the uh, where we the people is associated with respect to our critical founding documents. Unbelievable. That's just unbelievable, in my view. But that is who it is. So he's going to primetime tonight, and he's in Pennsylvania. It should come as no shock, which happens to be a battleground state 
for Democrats, certainly, and Republicans. We're, we're losing a seat. Not, we should, I shouldn't say that. We're losing a sitting senator who's retiring, Pat Toomey, one of my favorite senators, by the way, uh, for the great state of Pennsylvania and uh, the Keystone State. And um, he is retiring. And there's a very contentious race, I think that's a nice way of putting it, between Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who looks like Uncle Fester from the Adams family. He really does resemble him. I mean, kind of have to laugh about it a little bit. And on the other side, as the Republican candidate, is Dr. Mehmet Oz. So they're having this, you've seen the social media wars, media war, right? That where they're trading barbs at each other about a debate. So it's no secret that Fetterman experienced a stroke. No, you know, I don't wish any kind of health problems on anybody. But he's lashing out, he's mad that Mehmet Oz is pointing out this health issue as a liability. Well, when you're representing people, yeah, you gotta talk about it doesn't mean that we're not sensitive to your health problems. I'm sensitive to the president's mental acuity problems. I've said so many times. I'm mad at the people, including his wife, who stuck him up to the job. It's them. I get it. He's all, And by the way, he's turning 80 here next month. I believe his birthday's coming up real quick. What do you see? When's yeah, it? November 20th. It'll be a little bit. Okay. Um, it's coming up soon. He's in, I mean, he's in the twilight years. We're, we're all hopefully headed there. But, yeah, it's an issue, and it's got to be discussed. you got to have all your faculties. you got to have all your faculties to be a U.S. senator. And I'm concerned about that, rightfully so, and so is Mehmet Oz. So, anyhow, they're trading barbs about having a debate and all that sort of stuff. That ain't going very well. But it is a contentious race. A little bit more about this primetime speech when we return here on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. What's new, Dave? New Nissans are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats the Canon deal. Nobody. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. People have been waiting in long lines in Jackson, hoping to get water to drink, bathe, cook, and flush toilets. The city's water system partially failed early this week after flooding exacerbated long-standing problems in one of two water treatment plants. I think that this city uh, and this community is, is strong enough to overcome it. It's very frustrating for us as a citizen. Local, state, and federal agencies are working together on a fix now that a state of emergency has been declared. Governor Tate Reeves says many of the city's above-ground tanks, which are supposed to stay full, have lost their supply due to problems at OB Curtis. When we were alerted to that, we began to operationalize the plans you're seeing in action today. Jackson's residents have been boiling their water for the past month. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. My grandson wants to be a carpenter like me someday, but I'm the one learning when he's around. That's because he's part of the career and technical education program at his school. Construction isn't at all what it used to be. That's less to do with hammers and nails and a lot more with 3D imaging and math equations. No wonder they call it technical education. Trade up. Discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Shinadoring fans. It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. The Eagles bumping us into this segment here on Middays. We're once again in the Element Well Studios. And we thank you so much for joining us. Crosby and Inverness says, My two cents is prior to one thin dime of taxpayer money spent in Jackson. Let's get our state auditor to go through the books and clean out and find where all the previous money that has been spent went. You can be assured there will be new department heads. You cannot reward incompetence. So I, I wanted to weigh in on that. Um, the city of Jackson, as is required by law, uh, does submit to a, a full scope financial audit that is performed by a private accounting firm. And they, they award that contract uh, through bid process to the firm. And uh, so I, I took a little time to read the latest report. It's 238 pages, by the way, their latest uh, financial report, auditor's report. And that also has to be filed in accordance with law with the Office of the State Auditor. Folks, the issues in Jackson are not that there's, like, missing money. Meaning, when you see uh, Auditor White, um, when when he um, publishes these findings and audits where there's fraud going on and... um, Oh, what am I trying to say, Rhino? Uh, the word escapes me. When you're not extortion, but you know what I'm saying. When you're stealing money, embezzlement. Embezzlement. Pardon me. Couldn't couldn't think of. Sometimes that happens. Drew a blank. Thank you. So yeah, and that's going on. And that's normally when you see the auditor report on these findings, um, and and it's individuals that work with state money that are uh, committing uh, these crimes. Um, that definitely happens, and his team does a great job of fleshing those out. By the way, that occurs with just normal routine auditing. It's um, and and the auditor will tell you that it's it's not like these are sophisticated schemes. They're fairly easy to uncover. I shouldn't say that they're they're uncovered fairly easily by just performing good audit practices and procedures. As long as you're following those, you're going to find that kind of stuff. In the case of the city, the same sort of audit policies and procedures and tests are being performed. They just happen to be performed by a third-party, reputable, private, uh, public accounting firm. 
And so that's really not where the issue lies. So here's the deal. There's no accountability for stupidity. The issue is not that money's being stolen, embezzled, defrauded. The issue is just mismanagement. Here's the problem. The mismanagement's legal. It's legal. It's something I've talked about so many times on the program. In the state of Mississippi, we have these statutes, personal services statutes, that allow public sector entities to contract for certain services without competitive bidding. Fully legal. Now, does that breed corruption? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. Does it usually result or many times result in mismanagement, inappropriate, improper use of money? Yeah, it, it does. Breeds all the above. But it's legal. That's the problem. That's the problem. And so, in the, in the case of the state's procurement, excuse me, the city's procurement process, which we talked about a fair amount yesterday, yeah, all this minority participation requirement stuff, perfectly legal. Does it provide the best value for the taxpayers? No, absolutely not. Because the best value is a secondary consideration, like way down the list. The most important aspect of the contract is, okay, are we getting sufficient minority participation so we can go to the public and brag about it for political gain? It's kind of a soft form of reparations, honestly. But when the auditor audits that, there's nothing illegal about it. The contract was awarded, the services were performed, and the money was dispersed. Now, what the auditor could do is look further to, in fact, ascertain and confirm that the services were performed. The problem is, without an ironclad contract, RFP, specifications, you could end up with substandard work that still meets the, the technical terms of the contract and gets you paid. Again, that's just being stupid. That's mismanagement. Legal, and all the money lines up, so you're not going to find out anything from that. That's, that's not where the fundamental problem is. It's it's not that that there are parties that got their their. Uh, I'm not saying this isn't happening, but I think we'd find that the the structural central core problems of the city are not that there are folks that are stealing tax money. Now, failure to collect from those who are using water. Yeah, it's a problem. It needs to be reported on, but it's not technically. A, a breach of financial reporting. It's not really an audit function other than to say, you guys really ought to collect your money. That's about all you can say. Now, should that be exposed? Absolutely. It has, to some extent. But without systems, you really can't do anything. Without the will to cut people off, if they're not paying their bill, and, and without routine reliable, consistent, accurate billing and collections, as Rhino said, it's, it's designed to be a, a positive cash flow generator. Well, heck, 
You're not doing that if you can't bill and collect. So what that means is that systems are desperately needed, and management, and policy. And I'm just pointing that out because those are the kinds of things that aren't included, per se, in an, in an audit. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're, you have these, these um, outstanding balances you need to collect, and the audit would show that, and it does, by the way, from the private auditor. But it's not like you can arrest anybody for that. It's, it's just mismanagement. So that's just, gosh, part of the problem. Yeah, I know, Kyle. The state auditor does not have purview. We've talked to, to Shad about that on the program uh, over a municipality, unless there's state money involved. That's where the auditor can get involved. But but cities are required by law to undergo a full scope financial audit, and those have to be filed with. In fact, the report I'm reading is from the state auditor site on the city of Jackson. It's 238 pages, which you would expect for a city. It's a lot of information. There's also a section that, that's typically included in an audit report called a, an MD&A, a management's discussion and analysis. That's very common. And it's several pages. So anyhow, um, I still think that the issues here are more, more of a decision-making nature. Poor decisions. Poor planning. Lack thereof totally. This is, is what Rod what Emmerich pointed out in his rather scathing article about the mayor, where he calls for the mayor to resign. And these are issues that exist in many other cities and municipalities across the country as well. But if you're not interested in truly solving problems, but you're more interested, I feel, in this case of just being a, a politician, like Wyatt said, you should have hired you a sure enough city manager and paid them whatever the heck they needed, the best person you could get. No doubt about how that would have been very valuable, even from a political perspective. So, oh gosh, Chris from Oxford says, well, I can't imagine there isn't getting some state money involved, so it'll be a good time to start and hold it in the next few weeks. not really sure what you're saying there, Chris. There's a little bit, but in general, money that, um, that cities, their revenue source for the most part is um, sales taxes. Another revenue source, of course, is utility billing. Another is some piece of ad valorem taxes, property taxes. But primarily, it's, it's sales tax. There's some fees and licenses and things like that, but it's sales taxes. So when you ain't selling anything, you're not producing any revenue, that's, that's a pretty easy thing to understand. Oh, gosh. So anyhow, we'll see where all that goes. Uh, yeah, here's one from JJ and West Point. Haven't been able to listen today. You see this MSNBC article. Yeah, we have, and uh, actually shared one earlier, uh, JJ, on CNN that was that was uh, authored by a professor at Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, the entire national media is jumping on this. Final segment this hour coming back, and when we come back. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. 
for personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. They help you get your life back. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The ranking member of the House Ag Committee committed to getting a farm bill done in 2023 if he takes over chairman of the committee and he criticized the GOP budget plan that calls for cutting farm programs. Representative Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania, the ranking member of the House Ag Committee, was among the group of Republican House members at the Farm Progress Show on Wednesday talking about their plans for the farm bill and criticizing the administration for spending, inflation, and environmental regulations such as those involving pesticides. Republicans are projected to capture the House in November elections, and Thompson would be faced with balancing Republican plans to cut federal spending with desires from farm groups pitching proposals to raise reference prices for commodities which would require more funds for the Farm Bill safety net. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. From the ground up, from the grassroots, that's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. 
sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Back in the Element Well Studios. Don't forget, in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, presented by visitmississippi.org, will be on the air today. Today, uh, Steve will have an interview with his hit singer-songwriter friend, Heidi Newfield, in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. is presented by visitmississippi.org. You can catch the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2, PM on most Super Top Mississippi stations. Looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, Thomas and Greenwood, he thinks that Shad wouldn't want to get involved in an audit for political purposes, and I totally disagree with that. I, I've gotten to know Shad very well, and I think that should he, were he to audit, if the audit department, the state audit department, were con- to conduct an audit, of the city. First, I honestly don't think they find anything that the private auditor has. I think to suggest that the private sector auditor, public accounting firm, is so incompetent that they couldn't find any kind of impropriety as part of their audit, they ought to be out of business. I don't think that's the case. So, um, now, it, it's kind of like if you had two lawyers look at the same thing legal matter, would you necessarily get the same opinion and outcome? Probably not. Right. So you could get... Even if they were from the same firm. Correct. Because there's some subjective, and even in accounting, there's some things that are a little subjective. Now, if they're employees or government officials in the city that are, again, committing embezzlement or fraud, I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty confident that the private accounting firm would uncover that. I think Shad would tell you that. It's same practices, same policies, same procedures, same quality of auditor performing those tests and practices and procedures. And lots of, by the way, lots of overlap in checking and reviewing as, as part of those procedures. That's the way audits work. You don't just rely on one person. It's a team, and they cross-check. Uh, I, again, I, I don't think that – a lot of people think that's where the problem is. Where all the money go? It's, it, the bottom line is it costs a lot of money. The, the, it's just – it wasn't that it was spent illegally or embezzled or ended up in um, the hands for which it wasn't legally intended – or contracted to, it's just poorly managed. That's the bottom line here. It's just mismanagement. And when you look at the pot of money 
and you look at how they spend their money, you want to say, well, it all legally. You want to say, well, why didn't you spend it on the water system? You cannot function without water. Like, nothing else matters but that. As an example, that's what I'm talking about when, I, when I'm saying mismanagement, or in the contracting, in the procurement. I know I beat that horse to death, but until you fix that, and you certainly cannot use the same procurement policies and systems that uh, and processes the city presently uses, should they be, should they come into any kind of funding from outside sources, such as the state, the Fed, etc. That won't work. That won't fly. You're going to end up with the same problem. Same mismanagement. Same misappropriation. So, uh, he says it would be political suicide. I, I totally disagree with that, Thomas, honestly. I think it would actually help him in this state, in a statewide office. But, again, it's not going to happen, and we're really talking about a straw man situation here. Uh, yeah, so Jason says, we'd like to see everyone involved with the last 20 years dragged in front of the media in question. I'm over the cheap narratives in the news. Why did nobody do, do anything before it reached crisis levels? They all knew it was crumbling. Well, you could honestly, Jason, right, you could make the same argument with respect to our state leaders as well. I mean, they, they, they're in the capital, in the middle of the city. They're in the capital city. They know, so... Now, they're not technically directly responsible for it, but certainly they would have an interest in avoiding the crisis situation we have today. I'm just telling you that sort of collaboration doesn't happen. And I know when the lieutenant governor shared with me an option he presented to the city just to get a dang jail restored inside the city limits, and they rejected it, that's kind of all I needed to hear right there. So, I mean, you can sit here and point fingers all day long and try to, again, attach blame to a, a number of parties. And maybe that sort of post-mortem needs to be done, but at the end of the day, that's not going to fix the problem going forward. It could be useful in avoiding repeating the same sins. Leonard Skinner bumping us out. Top of the hour, Super Talk News, Fox News. When we come back, Senator David Blunt will share his thoughts on the water crisis in Jackson. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. Coming up in Florida, a hearing about the search of former President Trump's home and whether an independent arbiter should review what was taken. The feds allege that law enforcement was misled about what was still at the estate. Lawyers for the former president wrote, the notion that presidential records would contain sensitive information should have never been cause for alarm and said Trump was working in a standard give and take with the U.S. National Archives over the return of presidential records. Fox's Jill Nato. Now that the Supreme Court's made it easier to get a handgun, uh, handgun permit in New York City, Times Square's been declared a gun-free zone starting today. The Democrat-passed law also includes a permitting process for applicants to include in-person interviews, firearms training, and to submit references, and three years' worth of social media accounts. Fox's Jeff and also it used to be New Yorkers had to prove special cause for a handgun permit. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. You still can't drink the water in Jackson, but you can use it to bathe and wash your hands and clothes. The city water system partially failed earlier this week after flooding exasperated long-standing problems in one of the two water treatment plants. President Biden has approved an emergency declaration as a result, and local, state, and federal agencies have been working around the clock for days to restore water to residents and come up with a long-term solution. FEMA Director Stephen McCraney explained during a press conference last night that he knows the clock is ticking. This emergency measurement declaration gave us DFA, direct federal assistance. So that's where the EPA comes in. I'm actually able to do a cost share, 75-25, on on the state side, on the 25, that that we can get those federal agencies in that have those contracting powers and everything else that we need to be able to get things to move anywhere in the United States. So that's where that kind of ends up. I've got 90 days. Constant updates that will include water distribution site information are being published on their website at msema.org. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October 22nd. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Plus Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at twilightms.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Harrison County is not liable for a drowning death in the Biloxi River in 2019, according to a ruling from Circuit Court Judge Randy Mueller. 37-year-old Anthony Llewellyn was visiting Dead Row Park with his family when a 16-year-old stepdaughter started to struggle in the water. He jumped in to save her and she made it to safety, but Llewellyn drowned. The judge ruled that the risk of swimming in the river was open and obvious, and that the plaintiff admitted the children were not good swimmers. The judge also pointed out that the river runs adjacent to the park and isn't part of that property, so the county can't be held liable for something that didn't happen on county-owned property. And a 29-year-old Bassville native collided with a school bus Wednesday morning, and three of the passengers on the bus were taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Zachary Green was arrested and charged with DUI, careless driving, and no proof of insurance after the accident on Highway 84. For more of the latest in news, sports, and more across the Magnolia State, head on over to supertalk.fm.
down trees and limbs contacting power lines can lead to power outages. If you are a homeowner, don't get stuck in the dark. Let Taylor Power Systems protect your home against outages with a standby power generator. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your home. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. That keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, rocking into Hour 3 of the program. Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday Eve. Joining us now on the line, Senator David Blunt. He represents Senate District 29. He's the chairman of the Senate Gaming Committee and vice chair of the Senate Education Committee. Good morning, or afternoon, Senator. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Do we have uh, your committee assignments right? Is that still is those still your position, Senator? Yep. Okay. Yeah, those committee assignments are uh, good for the for your term. Okay. Still in those same positions. Gotcha. Just want to make sure that we had that right. So we wanted to have you on the program today. We spent a fair amount of time uh, talking about the water situation in the city of Jackson. Uh, first, if you don't mind, clarify for our audience. You do represent part of the city of Jackson. That's in your district. Is that correct? That is correct. I grew up in Jackson, live in Jackson, uh, represent part of the city of Jackson, including the state capital where I'm sitting right now in the governor's mansion. Uh, but I also represent, and this I want to I want to emphasize this. I also represent the city of Byram, and the people of Byram get their water from the city of Jackson. Okay. And this is a crisis that's affecting not only those of us who live in Jackson, uh, but it's also affecting the people who live in Byron. And uh, they they obviously don't vote for the mayor of Jackson, don't vote for Jackson City Council. They live in Byron. They have their own mayor, their own board of aldermen. Uh, but they rely on the city of Jackson water, so they're suffering uh, in this situation as well. There are people outside of Jackson who are also in a bad situation because of this crisis that we're in. Yeah, so uh, just to clarify for our statewide audience, if you're not familiar, folks, the city of Byron, just south of the city of Jackson uh, in Hines County, uh, where, of course, the city of Jackson is located as well. So uh, your thoughts about uh, how we got here? Let's start with that. Well, this has been building for a long, long time. Uh, We had a former city councilman uh, who 10 years ago uh, was writing about problems at the water plant problems with billing and staffing. Uh, 
those problems have been there for a long, long time. Uh, and, you know, they've really come to a head just in recent years. I mean, this is not just uh, right now, and it's not just because of flooding. Uh, I have constituents in South Jackson who didn't have running water for a month uh, in uh, March of 2021. And we've had multiple boil water notices. We were, had been under a boil water notice for almost four weeks here in, uh, on the Jackson system prior to the flood and prior to the the critical threat of pressure. And I wanna, I wanna make sure uh, your listeners understand the two problems. Uh, the problem that has been persistent is water quality. You can't drink the water that comes out of your faucet. But the problem that really brought us to this crisis right now is the collapse of water pressure, which means you turn on the faucet and nothing comes out at all. And that means you can't flush toilets, you can't flush, fight fires, you can't do anything. Uh, and that's why uh, the mayor uh, and the governor called a state of emergency the other day, which the, the, I agree completely with what the governor did. Uh, then, then the following day, he got a letter up to Washington and President Biden approved it that very same day. Uh, so uh, the crisis, short-term crisis is pressure, making sure that the water is coming out, even if it's not safe to drink, that it's coming out. And then secondly, is to deal with this boil water notice so that people can drink the water that comes out of the faucet. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we know we need a long-term solution to, to this, the entire water and sewer problem. We have sewer major sewer problems that have been ongoing for years uh, in Jackson as well. We're going to get past this immediate crisis and then we need to figure that out. So uh, have you, sir, or other members of the legislature, in particular those that represent the city of Jackson, have they been involved in the discussions with city leadership and uh, the governor? Absolutely. Uh, the Senate delegation, there are four of us who live in Jackson who serve in the Senate. We met with the governor. Uh, we had a conference call, all of us on the line with the lieutenant governor. Yesterday we met with the mayor. Uh, we are gonna, we hope to have a meeting uh, very soon with Congressman Thompson. Uh, I, I texted Congressman Guestoff as well. Uh, we are we are all all of us at the Capitol working on this every day. So when you're having these discussions, uh, as you I think uh, rightfully pointed out, you've got short-term concerns that need to be addressed immediately because you you basically are shut down, can't function. You got to get the pressure back. You got to get the water back to usable form for for humans. That, as you indicated, that's been going on for a couple of months, I believe. We've been under a boil water notice, something like that. I think we're in our fifth week. It's our fifth week, and we've had a bunch of them in recent years. That's right. Okay, fifth week. So we're in the second month. I think it's fair to say. So, uh, so when you're talking to Congressman Thompson, Congressman Guest, um, state leaders, what what do you what do you think is needed to solve the problem? It's a short-term issue, it's a long-term issue. Well, the two things that are going to be needed uh, long-term are sound management and more money. Uh, that's what's going to be needed. So, uh, to back up a little bit, you know the the situation that we're in right now, thanks to the American Rescue Plan. Uh, is first, uh, the Congress sent to the legislature uh, earlier this year when we were in session, $1.8 billion in federal money uh, that could be used for various purposes and the legislature wisely uh, spent 1.5 of it earlier this year and half of that is going to water systems all around the state. So there are water systems all across the state that need investment, even if they're not in a crisis like Jackson is, they've got aging infrastructure and problems. So the legislature put $750 million into a statewide water grant program. 
450 million of that 750 is for municipal water systems. There are 284 municipal water systems in the state. The application process for getting that money started today, September right. 1st. Right. So if you go to the Department of Environmental Quality website, you can see that. So the first thing is that the city, and again, when I say the city, I'm talking about the city of Jackson system, which includes Jackson, Byron, and part of Hines County, mm -hmm. uh, needs to submit that proposal. It needs to be a good proposal. The state's gonna approve that proposal. And then the state is gonna match that, the money that the city, and I hope the county, puts in one-to-one. -one. So the city, like every city in the state, got money from ARPA, uh, the American Rescue Plan, the county, like every county in the state, got money. They need to put a significant chunk of that money into this water grant program because every dollar they put in is gonna be matched. So that, that application needs to be a strong application, a uh, professional application, and then the state needs to ma match every single dollar that the city is entitled to, to fix the problem. Now, it's not gonna fix the entire problem because again, the state only put $450 million into it and there are 284 systems and other, other cities need help. I mean, we, we did that for every system, system in the state. The first thing is that the state needs, excuse me, the city needs to get the money that has already been appropriated by the legislature. And if the city application was for $45 million and the state matches it, they've got $90 million right now to go to work. Uh, in addition to that, the federal help that we're getting, thanks to President Biden, uh, is gonna pay for some of the immediate costs that are being incurred right now. So uh, that's the first thing. And then it's gonna take more money than that. And that's when we need a plan. Uh, and that includes, speaking for myself, uh, putting everything on the table to get the money that we need to fix it long-term. Okay, so uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, of course, was on uh, Super Talk Mississippi on the Gallo Show a couple of days ago, earlier this week. I think the figure that uh, he indicated was that if the county and the city combined their funds to address this issue and then the state matched it in accordance with the grant program you just described, it's a total of about $175 million, I think it's the figure that he cited uh, when he was being interviewed. The, the mayor, however, I believe has indicated he thinks the problem is upwards of a billion. So, the, well, you know, I, I don't know what the, the long-term problem, and I think what, the, I assume what the mayor is talking about is, is the sewer problem, which is substantial. Okay. And again, everything that we've been talking about right now is uh, drinking water okay. because of the immediate crisis. Uh, the sewer problems in the, in the city is under an EPA decree. It has been for a number of years for yep. discharging raw sewage into the Pearl River. Uh, that's obviously going to raise the price tag. These things are connected, uh, and the, the solution, uh, when I say a long-term solution, I'm talking about not only having a functioning drinking water system, but, but making progress on solving our sewer problems. Yeah, and as I recall, Senator, there are um, some restrictions on use of the American Rescue Plan funding that we're talking about here. And In fact, water infrastructure is one of the designated uses. I mean, that's expressly Absolutely. what the plan and that's why it's, It is, and that's why, it's, that's why it was so critical that the Congress passed it. I'll just point out, you know, Congressman Thompson was the only person from Mississippi to vote for it, but, uh, but we see now Every Senator Wicker, it's a benefit to everybody. Okay, Senator Wicker voted, voted for the, voted voted for the infrastructure, infrastructure plan, yeah, which had 55 billion yes, in it for and, water. 
If you can, and, uh, if you can hang around, we got a break, Senator. We, we can talk some more after the break if you can hang around, sir. I'll be happy to. Thank you. Senator David Blunt represents District 29 as our guest on Middays. We'll step aside for a break. We're coming right back in the Element Well Studios. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 71. Your finally Friday, a 4 and 10 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Saturday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Come to our Deer Hunter Appreciation Sale September 8th through the 10th for all the great deals. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Super Talk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt or online at bennelson.com. Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics from a 57 Chevy to a Corvette, we have those too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing warranties and we'll buy your vehicle too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. The blue 
Welcome back, everyone. Midday's Super Talk Mississippi, hour three of the program from the Element Well Studios. We've got Senator David Blunt on the line joining us. The senator represents District 29, which includes a good bit of the city of Jackson. We're talking about the water issues in the city of Jackson. So uh, the lieutenant governor says that, that those combined funds from the American Rescue Plan, those which went to the state, those which went directly to the cities and counties, and with the matching program the state's offering, I think you said $450 million. Is that right, Senator, allocated? That's, that's the total fund statewide, yes, sir. Okay. So the lieutenant governor said that uh, once that deal is made with the city and county, and they provide a plan. That uh, just recap what you said in the last segment, and correct me if I say anything wrong here. That they, the cities, the municipalities, submit a proposal uh, for uh, a grant from the state to match their direct funding for the purpose of addressing their water infrastructure. The state approves uh, that, and then the money is uh, is transferred. So a concern that uh, I think a lot of folks would have. Uh, Senator, and you touched on it a bit, is if it, this is money that's flowing through the state through the ARPA pl- uh, plan, the ARPA uh, bill, the law, and it goes to directly to the city of Jackson, and it is combined with their direct funding, is the city of Jackson then, do they, and does their leadership have the control over that money, use of that money, should the state, given that it has an interest in that uh, uh, endeavor should the state also have some authority and some oversight power? Well, here's 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 what I'd say. There are two parts to this. First is the existing program that has already been passed for every city in the state. Uh, for that, the city has got to submit a plan, and the state has the right to approve that plan. So, what I hope the city will do is uh, sit down with the state and say, "Look, I've got this plan. This is what I want to do." How's this look to you? Because I want to draw down every dollar that I can draw down. And there needs to be communication between the city and the state. And the state is going to ultimately have to approve that plan, how the money is spent. And and the state will have the right uh, to not approve things in that plan that the state thinks are not uh, proper use of the money. That's for this first pot of money. But again, long term, term, this is going to be uh, more expensive than that. And there's going to be, we are going to come back with an additional ask because we cannot have a capital city in, in about one-eighth of the population of the entire state not have safe drinking water. And so what I would say about that second ask that is going to come from all of us is uh, the people, and I want to say this because I know you have a statewide audience, the people of the state need Jackson to succeed and the people of the state need to know that their money is well spent. And it's well managed. And, and personally, I'm open to any discussion with the lieutenant governor, governor, and speaker about making so that they know, okay, we're willing to invest significant money to fix this problem because we know it's got to be fixed. But we want to know that money's well spent. And here are my issues, speaking on behalf of the statewide leadership, on how on what I want to see before I make that commitment. And I'm willing to sit down with anybody and, and have that conversation. Okay. Uh, it, uh, in, in the past. Uh, you know, we had, uh, we tried for years to get money for city streets. Jackson streets are uh, in bad shape. The state legislature found refused for years to act on that. The legislature ultimately said, okay, we'll do that because we know you have bad streets, but we're going to set up a separate commission that's going to oversee uh, those funds. 
That was not the way we wanted to do it in Jackson because that's not the way it was done with any other city in the state. But ultimately we agreed to that because we knew we needed the money. And, and, and as a result, we've gotten $120 million to pave streets in Jackson and draw down more federal funds. Now that's not the way we would have liked to do it, but we were, we were willing to sit down and compromise and the state was willing to make that uh, allowance because they knew that that money was going to be well spent and it has been well spent. So that's what we need to do on a much larger scale with this water situation. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm, I'm fairly accurate in representing the sentiments of, of most people in, in the state in, in just um, holding that the state should have some involvement and there should be some conditions attached to state money going to the city in this case. Uh, which would uh, for that second ask that I talked about, I have no problem with okay. that. Okay, all right. For that second that pot of money, that I, we look, the city needs the money, the people of Byron need the money, and I'm willing to sit down with anybody in good faith to try to figure out. And the, and the, and the taxpayers of the state need to know this money's well spent. I think they want to help, that's right, but they want to know the money's well spent, and that's legitimate. So we to about that. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, that, that sounds like, to me, uh, a more palatable approach than just saying, here's a check and uh, we'll see you later. And then we find out after the fact that it was not well spent, using your, your terms. And then the money's already out the door and there's nothing you can do to recover it. I, I think that's what people uh, would object to and don't want to see. It sounds like you're of the same mind there. So, um, some sort of I am, look, none of us want any, none of us want any money wasted. Uh, the state's going to approve okay. the plan it's that Jackson submits, just like every other city. Okay. Uh, and then when we come back with a larger question, we, need, we are open to negotiations to do what we need to do. Okay, fair, fair enough. So, with respect to um, your your statement about needing sound leadership, what what do you mean there? Uh, sound management, I think, is what you said. If I, if I got you there Man correctly, management. Yeah, management is. Uh, it means that uh, every customer of the Jackson Water System needs to get a bill. Uh, that bill needs to be accurate, and they need to pay their bill. Uh, the water plant needs to be staffed. It needs to be fully staffed with with trained people. So, and the plants need to be maintained. Now, I, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Uh, this is this is this problem is long before the current mayor and the current governor. I'm not about just saying that that all that has to be addressed as part of the investment that needs to be made. Because without if if you can't get this building situation fixed, you're going to be back in this in the same problem in a few years anyway. So that all is a, it's a global issue. It's not it's not to criticize Mayor Lumumba or Governor Reeves, it's been going on a long time, but we it's got to be well managed, and, and, and the taxpayers of Jackson and the state as a whole need to know that it's well managed. Yeah, I, you're right. There's no, absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, but but I think taxpayers are looking for some protection. I think it's fair to say if, sure. if taxpayer money is going to be used here, and I think there's a lot of speculation, as you know, a lot of a lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo about whatever happened in the past, and we can certainly hash that out um, interminably. But that's not going to fix the problem, and and I think the folks want to get the problem fixed. They want to get it fixed short term. I, I think you articulated that a very uh, very effectively. We need to fix the, the short-term problem, then we need to think about the long-term problem. But right now, we don't have any water, and the city is at a standstill. And you can't, you know, I said this earlier, uh, Senator, that you need revenue to run the city, and the primary source of revenue is sales taxes. That comes from sales. You can't sell anything if you don't have water. Yeah, and, and I would just say again to your statewide audience, 
it's not a good look for the state, regardless of where you live in the state, Agree. when this is the lead on the national news. And, and the people of the state are entitled to know that their money is being well spent. But, but the first ask that I would make of the people of the state is to recognize, look, we're, we recognize that this has to be fixed. This is, got, this is something that all three million of us recognize has to be fixed. And look, we want some assurances that our money is going to be well spent. Well, we want that too. And we're, we, those of us who live here want that too. We'll, we're open to, to sitting down and figuring that out. But, but it reflects badly on all 82 counties in the state when Jackson, Mississippi is the lead on the 6 o'clock news because people can't drink the water. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I shared this morning with the audience, I, I awakened to the Wall Street Journal. I don't think I've ever seen that before, but the city of Jackson's situation with a photo showing water being distributed by workers was the headline, front page, cover of the Wall Street Journal. You're right, not a good look. Um, unfortunately, in my opinion, we only got a minute or so here, but a lot of media has uh, really placed the blame on systemic racism in our state and has blamed uh, GOP leadership uh, for our situation. Well, where we've got to get to, if this thing becomes a racial uh, issue, uh, it's not going to get fixed. And where we've got to get to is black folks and white folks and Democrats and Republicans are going to have to work together, come forward together, all at the same press conference, and say, we've got a plan. We've agreed, and this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to fix it. That's where we've got to get to. Uh, that's going to be after this short-term emergency, but but that's where we've got to get to. Yeah, I, I completely agree, honestly. I mean, trying to point fingers at that and... Uh, I don't know, everybody kind of weighing in on that and expressing their opinion and uh, not fixing the problem. But, uh, Senator, if I it doesn't work towards that goal, it doesn't work. I totally agree. Senator, always a pleasure, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. You got it. Senator David Blunt, he represents District 29, which includes a good bit of the city of Jackson, Mississippi. Talking about the city's water crisis, we'll step aside for a break on middays. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Half an hour left. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 25 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's, Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. 
community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. In Mississippi, hunting isn't a sport. It's a religion. All my buddies grew up hunting, and I don't miss a season today. Being a straight shooter, being safe, honest, and accurate in the field is the most important thing of all. It's exactly the same way when it comes to diamonds. You want a hunting buddy who can teach you all the secrets of the diamond business. So you really know diamond grading, the four C's, and how you get the most diamond for your hard-earned money. That's exactly what you get when you shop for your diamond at Jenniker Jewelry Company. As Mississippi's direct diamond importers, we're a target-rich environment with 10 times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. And Diamond for Diamond, the guaranteed best price in the state. And that's shooting you straight. 9 out of 10, Mississippi women agree. The more a man hunts, the more he needs Junikers. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. You still can't drink the water in Jackson, but you can use it to bathe and wash your hands and clothes. The city water system partially failed earlier this week after flooding exasperated long-standing problems in one of the two water treatment plants. President Biden has approved an emergency declaration as a result, and local, state, and federal agencies have been working around the clock for days to restore water to residents and come up with a long-term solution. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney explained during a press conference last night that he knows the clock is ticking. This emergency management declaration gave us DFA, direct federal assistance. So that's where the EPA comes in. I'm actually able to do a cost share, 75-25, uh, on, on the state side, on 25, that, that we can get those federal agencies in that have those contracting powers and everything else that we need to be able to get things to move anywhere in the United States. So that's where that kind of ends up. That I've got 90 days. Constant updates that will include water distribution site information are being published on their website at msema.org. From the ground up, from the grassroots, that's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. 
Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Bring it on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, Super Talk Mississippi, back in the Element Wealth Studios on the ceasefire text line. Couldn't care less about R or D, B or W. I care about who padded their pockets with my tax money while Jackson went to crap. Can I get 40K of the 87K new IRS in Jackson, please? Well, I mean, that opens up a can of worms that we could go down uh, a rabbit hole on, honestly. This this whole idea of wasted tax money and public money, I, I'm with you. I, I hear you. I agree. And Jackson and uh, its use of whatever federal money it got, because we're not talking about state money here, because, again, the main source of revenue for the city is uh, st- sales taxes. They do receive some. There's various pots of federal money as well. But, the you know, this whole discussion, I, I think it, it's worth just really drilling down. This whole discussion about our tax money and how our tax money gets allocated, talking about the federal level, how it gets spent, and how we're on the hook for this, that, and the other, that has really been uh, forged into the the national discussion with the student loan situation, right? There's lots of pushback from people who said, I don't want my tax money going to pay student loan debt of of others who entered into a contract with the federal government, which is the taxpayers, that they would receive a loan, use it for an education, and they pay it back, all fair. It's all absolutely fair. But, again, with respect to tax money, here's the bottom line. We run trillion-dollar deficits. Your tax money, our tax money, barely covers three-quarters of our spending. A full quarter of it is debt. It's just debt. We we um, collect enough to pay Social Security. I'm talking about money that we all pay into Social Security, those that are still actively employed. Social Security, Medicare, and then income taxes, which cover Medicaid. Income taxes, which cover, talking about mandatory spending, income taxes, which cover a variety of government programs, welfare programs, if you will. 
about $400 billion a year of debt interest. All of that adds up to about 70%. And when you look at how much we collect, I, I checked, by the way, I checked the, uh, the U.S. Treasury's latest report through July. They, they, I, I subscribe to it. I may be one of the only weirdos in the country that actually subscribes to the Department of Treasury's monthly report. Um, but I checked it yesterday. So there's two months left in the fiscal year. It ends in September, the, the federal government's. And we're running a 727 year-to-date deficit, billion. We're, we're headed for a trillion. We're going to collect about four trillion in uh, revenue, we're going to spend about five. So after we pay all that mandatory spending that I just detailed, in, plus debt interest, including debt interest, it leaves about $400, $450 billion to pay for $750 billion of defense, doesn't cover it, and the whole rest of government, which is about $600 billion, that would be discretionary funded part of government, not included in mandatory spending, the mandatory programs we just described. All that to say, we're having to print money. It's not our tax money. We don't pay enough taxes to cover our filthy spending habits. That's the bottom line. So we have to, we have to go to the printing presses to make ends meet. That's how, just to get the books to balance is really what it is, not to make ends meet, to, but to get the books to balance. And the same applies to the student loan situation. Anything other thing you could put your finger on and say, I don't want my tax money going that. Man, I hear you. There's, there's uh, lots of waste, lots of abuse across the spectrum of government. No doubt about that. And there doesn't seem to be any interest to address it. In fact, I'd submit... In many situations, government intentionally looks the other way. Doesn't really want to clamp down on it. Except taxpayers, where they want to shake them down for more money. Oh, yeah, they're all about that. But on the spending side, you don't ever hear any sort of discussion about, you know, we got a big old problem with fraud and abuse and waste in Medicare and Medicaid. We really ought to address that before we raise taxes. You don't ever hear that. I don't. And I pay attention to it. I don't. Just never comes up. So, and then consider this, as we discussed yesterday. 57% of the households in this country last year paid no income taxes. 57%. Yet, the Democrats will tell you that people aren't paying their fair share. The 43% that paid... Don't pay their fair share. Actually, they're not pointing to them. They're pointing to about the 1% or so that they say don't pay their fair share, that they want them to pay more. So we, we have this perverse situation, honestly, where we're, we're able to spend more than we take in because we have control of the printing presses and we print more money. And the Fed essentially orders the Treasury to print the money and the Treasury then borrows it from the Fed. It's crazy. And it ends up on the Treasury, which is the taxpayer's balance sheet. It's a big liability owed to the Fed, which is why you hear me say all the time, we owe ourselves. That's where it is. So 
uh, you know, there's no interest in reining in the spending, and you could in, you could eliminate the entire U.S. military, sadly, and still produce about a $400 billion deficit. And I consider that the most core fundamental function of government. We're at the point where all the money we send to Washington basically covers retirement and health care and interest. That's where we are. All the other functions of government, we don't have enough money to pay for. We have to go borrow. Um, and we're borrowing from ourselves. I mean, that's just the reality of how it all works. Wow. Let's see. Bob and Starville just says the Jackson Mayor Council um, is embarrassing. It's just another failed Democrat mayor. You keep voting on skin color, not best qualified. Uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt that um, I agree with you, Bubba. That and it's not just Jackson; it's across the country. You know, when you when you hear these these cries about systemic racism and in, in, inside cities that are all run by black people, I I always struggle with that one. Like, well, I don't get it. You got a black mayor, black city council, black chiefs of police, black managers throughout the city organizational structure, but yet you're screaming racism. I mean, it's the truth. Look at all the major cities. It's it's like, wait, I don't get it. Doesn't add up. Look at New York. It's a prime example right there. Just incredible. 57% paid no taxes, includes those that got refunds. No, J.M. Tupelo, I... Um, Stay with me here, man. I've explained this a thousand times. A refund is just a reconciliation between the amount you paid in and the amount you owe. That's different than a credit, a refundable credit, in which which you are eligible to receive even if you had zero tax liability. No, it's not related to refunds. These are people that had, when they did their tax return and got down to the line that says, the amount of taxes you owe before you then below that put the amount you paid in, and you 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 um, uh, net the two to determine the amount that government has to pay you back because you overpaid during the year, or you have to pay because you underpaid. I'm talking about the number that says this is what your tax liability is, not forget refund. And. 57% of the households, this is documented by the U.S. Treasury, by the way, I'm not making this up, 57% of the households in this country last year paid no income taxes. A great deal of the reason for that is because of the stimulus payments that went out and the child tax credits. That increased that number to the highest level in our history. No doubt about it. Was BP money considered public money? Just wondering. On the ceasefire tax line, Jerry in Waynesboro. Uh, the BP money, I thought, was, uh, I'd have to look into that, came about as a result of a lawsuit, right? So, I mean, it's public money in that it was awarded to public entities. We'll step aside for a break right here. We got the final segment coming up. We'll be right back.
Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. Lace up your tennis shoes and join us in Greenwood on September 17th for one of Mississippi's oldest road races. The 42nd annual 300 Oaks Road Race has something for everyone in the family. A 10K run, 5K run, 5K walk, and a one-mile color run for the kids. Team discounts available for the 5K walk. Get your friends, co-workers, and family together now and join us with a run under the Oaks on Saturday, September 17th in Greenwood. Visit www.300oaks.com to register. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. The first ever Good News Gospel Festival will take place on the lawn at Grammy Museum, Mississippi on Saturday, September 3rd. The Good News Gospel Festival will celebrate the rich heritage of gospel music in the Mississippi Delta, featuring performances by the Grammy-winning Mississippi Mass Choir and many more. To learn more about this free community event, as well as other upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006.
Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Well, studios, final segment, Super Talk Mississippi, middays on this. Friday Eve. Yeah, so MSNBC, they've got their obligatory narrative on how racism is the culprit here for the Jackson Water issues. I mean, it's just pervasive, right, throughout the left-wing media. You know, I was... Activists with press passes. Pretty much. Uh, Pleased to see or hear um, Senator Blunt seem to really not want to assign racism as the cause of this problem and and I think in a, a rather tacit form uh, said it's been accumulating for a long time. He's right about that. I would say the last five years the problem has exacerbated. And here's the deal. If you're going to sign up to be uh, the mayor of a city like I said, it, it is very much a management job. You've got to know a little bit about the problems that exist, right? You're signing up to fix the problems. And I think trying to point fingers at prior leaders and administrations, and this happens throughout the levels of government, my predecessor, that's what you hear all the time. Dude, we hired you to fix these problems. We don't care about the predecessor. It's the it's the what aboutism stuff again at play. What about, what about, what about? Nobody cares. What they care about is what is your plan to fix the problem? You might feel better after getting it off your chest, I guess. Getting a pound of flesh. It was the prior administration. My predecessor. Well, what'd you run for? I tell you this, you were elected to fix problems and serve the people. At all levels of government. Not to get in office and blame somebody else. Not my problem. That happened before I got here. Man, that drives me crazy. I wouldn't stand for that in the private sector. I guarantee you. You hire somebody in the private sector? Well, that was here before I got here. Okay, you're fired. That's not what I hired you for, to tell me that. I knew that. Jeez. Now, if you're not clear, <laughs> it's amazing you'd have to be with whomever the, the person is taking someone else's position or coming in to oversee uh, an organizational unit, be it in the private sector or the public sector. You're not clear about that? Okay. You got a you you got some culpability there, but when you're running for public office, you shouldn't have to be told that. And it's on the people to make sure you do understand we got problems and we you, we want you to fix them. Please share with us how you intend to do that, and then we hold you accountable. 
unfortunately, in politics, the main way we hold them accountable is the next cycle at the ballot box. I did learn, by the way, to to Thomas's delight, I did learn this morning. And I tell you who I learned it from. Our friend Aaron Rice with the Mississippi Justice Institute, been on the program many times. We actually do have a recall process in the state. It is not very well known or understood. It, uh, it does require uh, approval at the highest levels of state government. I was a little surprised. And there's, there's a million hoops you got to jump through. It's not quite as simple as it is, let's say, in California or other states where we've seen just a, a multitude of recall elections, right? It's a fairly difficult endeavor. Uh, I guess you could say that's intentional. But it also requires just another election. So the same person runs again, just like what happened in California with Gavin Newsom, they get reelected. I don't think it changes anything. So it's not like you recall them uh, as in fire them. You're permanently out. You're permanently DQ'd. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way, according to what um, Aaron explained. So, with respect to, there's lots of, of uh, text coming in about, okay, if we're going to give money out, be it state money or other money, to the city to address this water problem. Yesterday, I shared just my thoughts on an approach here where an independent oversight board would be established appointed and established. The appointment process certainly is open for discussion. Who would have the power to do so? Could be multiple parties involved in that. But really need to have full oversight power of the procurement process, the disbursement process, and that the city would only be involved from an input and for technical consultation. Uh, And it all should, of course, be subject to full audit. By I would suggest the private a private auditor and the state auditor too. That's what we do at the lottery court. Um, that's what I would suggest. So anyhow, we are out of time here today. We appreciate all the engagement, and we're going to be back in the studios for the final day of the week tomorrow, which will be the second day of a brand new month. By the way, we got to play a little Earth, Wind, and Fire tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.